You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. Michael McIntyre. Hey, your humble host here at the Next Level Podcast here at McIntyre. And today is another Next Level guest, man. That's right. We are we are exploring some amazing people this last month. And we, we thank you for listening and, and following us through it. This one's going to be exceptional, as the others have as well. And I want to give you a little background on this. I first met this man's wife. Jennifer Mallon down there in Florida, and she's had me and some of my guests on her amazing show. And I found out that she has an amazing, famous husband as well. And this man is really incredible. He's got a book out coming out here in December. It's called Speak Your Way to Greatness, The Life-Changing Power of Positive Self-Talk. Come on. I love that, man. You know, Paul always says, capture all thoughts. We need to say positive things about us. So and Rob, you're going to Israel, so I want to welcome you in. This is Rob Mallon. Rob, thanks for being on the Next Level Podcast, bro. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real, real, real pleasure to be here with you. Well, great. Well, listen, we're I think we're just we're just shy of about three three points under Joe Rogan. So don't be nervous. We're working on it though. <laughs> I think you might put us over the top here today. This All is right, good. man. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. So one thing that really captured my attention is that you're going to Israel here very soon. This this podcast is dropping on November 28th. So uh, you're going out to Israel, bro. A lot of stuff's happening in Israel. And I wanted to go right to this topic, Rob, because I think it's timely and it's important. And, you know, I know you've been watching the news as I have and praying for Israel. And so tell me, what? why are you going and what, why is your heart being drawn there? Well, I have a really incredible story in terms of my connection to Israel. A couple things. My grandfather is Jewish. My grand, grandparents actually are Jewish, have a real strong Jewish heritage. And my grandfather was a World War II prisoner of war. He escaped wow. three concentrate, I'm sorry, three prisoner of war camps and finally ended up in Stalag 3B, which is a prisoner of war camp. And he'd been shot, stabbed with a bayonet. He was sewed back up, survived this, survived, you know, multiple, you know, long marches that they would, you know, try to kill these guys actually just dragging them through the snow and through, you know, just just very harsh situations and just cruel, cruelty. I mean, the same type of treatment the people were receiving in the concentration camps, the, the GIs were receiving similar treatment in similar ways. So, you know, about five years ago, uh, I found some of my grandparents' memoirs in my aunt's garage in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And when I started to see this thing, it was like, opening a treasure chest of just a history of, wow, what is going on here? And as I started to dive into this, I, I asked, first question I asked my aunt was, you know, how did this stuff get in your uh, garage and why is it not inside being, you know, put away in, you know, safekeeping to kind of speed up this story after realizing what I had, I realized I needed to do something with this. You know, Jen's mother is also Mensa. She's very smart. She has She's a historian, specifically with the Confederacy and mm -hmm. the Confederacy, and she understands that history. When, she, when I brought these antiquities to her and showed them to her, and she, she immediately said, this needs to be in a book. 
this, this needs to be completed. This needs to be on the history channel. Wow. You know, and her mom, her mom doesn't just give out compliments. I knew from an intellectual standpoint and a, you know, teaching standpoint, historical mm -hmm. standpoint, I must be onto something because she doesn't just say, Hey, do something with this. So I'm thinking, okay, what do I do? Fast forward. Jen and I are at a, we get accepted to go to Yad Vashem. Jen and I both, which typically this does not happen. Usually it's one or the other. We mm -hmm. both get selected. So we go through this course. It's about 50 hours of Holocaust studies. As we're going through the museum there in Jerusalem, Israel, as we're going the tunnels, as we're being exposed to different documentation, videos, the speakers, all of a sudden I'm realizing what I have is a gold mine. This is real history. This is facts. This is, you know, I start looking at the names of people and you can find these names in history books. It's, it was astonishing. And so a little bit feeling vulnerable and a little bit not sure, you know, how these guys are going to take it. You know, they, are they going to say, hey, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread or hey, guys, you know, this is nothing. Throw it in the trash. After showing it to one of the ladies, one of the speakers, I, I basically unzipped my bag and she said, zip it back up and follow me. She she took us to a place called the Gathering of the Fragments. Wow. And this is where information from all over the world, antiquities, books, tapes, video, antiquities of any, any type of sort that validate and confirm what happened during the Holocaust, this is where they bring this stuff in. And this is stuff that comes in from all over the world. It's amazing the types of material these people have possession of. We get in the room and we start unfolding the bag and start pulling out these antiquities. And next thing you know, people have video cameras. There's, you know, people taking pictures of us and we're like, what is, we're like, they're crying. And we're like, what is going on here? This is wow. crazy. We go from having, you know, some documentation, some antiquities to now we're in a room with people using, you know, white gloves, handling these things with care, Come taking, on. taking video. And Jen and I are just looking at each other like, what, what just happened here? We, we, we don't even know what's going on. Our minds are just blown at this point. And so now I realize, wow, this this is this this thing that God had put in my heart, this passion that he's put in my heart to, to finish this book and to produce a movie. I, I'm starting to see the light now. I don't, I don't feel like I'm such a crazy person. So now we begin the book process, which now as I'm reading this book, my passion begins to just blow up on the inside of me for not just Israel, but the people that fought during this war, the history mm. behind it, you know, even me, you know, not really understanding fully my my Jewish heritage and my Jewish roots gave mm. me this real sense of appreciation for it at this time in the season. I'm 52 years old. I think I would not have appreciated it at 30, you know, or even in my 40s, quite frankly, there's been a lot of growing up. And so I think I'm able to see things from a completely different perspective. I also am a grandfather like you. Mm -hmm. And so I just take all these things into mind of what was actually going on in their life, the Malin's life, her mom's life, his life, surely my grandmother's life when they're separated. All these things are in my mind. I'm realizing this is a book. This is a movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we're in the process. We're almost actually just a couple of weeks away from uh, a book deal for the manuscript. And then subsequently we'll be following up for a movie deal, which is fantastic. Love so. It. Why am I excited about this? It's 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 part of my family yeah. history. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, I, I get so excited about this now because I realize, you know, this manuscript, the book that I'm doing in honor of my grandparents is really for such a time as this. I have a tremendous responsibility to speak mm -hmm. out for those that can't speak for themselves. And for those that have actually, you know, even myself growing up, I heard all the Jewish jokes. I didn't really understand mm -hmm. them. You know, mm -hmm. I, I heard about anti-Semitism mm -hmm. uh, as a believer, but I didn't really fully understand it and, and why now what's happening in our world is so critical. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the passion I have is knowing that there is a group of individuals that have been in captivity for such a long period of time, and now they're finally free. And, you know, now someone's trying to come back in and, and take that away from them again. And yeah, I think as a believer, I have a responsibility. You know, the Bible says that we're to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but we're also mm-hmm. uh, to care for those that are distraught and in difficult situations. And these are our Jewish brothers. You know, the Bible says that uh, salvation comes to the Jews. I'm not just trying to push the Jewish thing here, but, sure. you know, th- these things I realized, wow, there's there's an, a debt that we owe to the Jewish people in terms yep. of making sure that the Bible was yep. recorded correctly and passed yep. on. You know, Jesus himself was a Jew. Our history, if you're a believer, and, and, and you know, we've been engrafted in the branches. So we, we, we have a connection, whether we realize it or not, to the land of Israel. And so, you know, I've got spiritual components that are float, floating around in my head. I've got these natural components. I've got these historical components. And so the passion I have to go to Israel right now is to stand up and, and make a difference for those that seemingly have the voice that the world thinks they have, but they really don't have. You know, Israel is such a small country. It's about the size of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And they treat Israel like it's Saudi Arabia. They treat right. Israel like, it. you know, they, they don't realize, you know, any of the, the Israel could fit in a small size of any corner of any of these cities, you know, right. or countries rather. And so they're they're not the mean bad guy out there. They're actually people that are very caring. You know, Israel is one of the only countries that allows internet freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, homosexuals uh, can mm-hmm. roam freely. Women yep. can roam That's right. freely. That's uh, you right. get, uh, education. Uh, everyone is, can get education. Uh, there's Palestinians in Israel. There's right. Muslims in Israel. There's Christians in Israel. There's yep. And they're not perfect by any means. Don't get me wrong. They all have their issues as well. But there's a bit a big lie that's been told that you know Israel is divisive. And 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 quite frankly, it's it's the contrary. Uh, it's a democratic society. You know, they allow people to vote there. People have rights there. You know, yeah. uh, people can speak their voice there. And so you know, it's very critical that we continue to allow the Jewish people to have their voice because what happens there, we see now is also happening here. You know, hundred percent. You know, and it's it's just it's I believe it's the body of Christ's responsibility, you know, to stand with our Jewish brothers, you know, to yeah. No, I, them I love I of, love that. Yeah. That, that. I love your perspective on this, Rob, and, and the fact that you found this this stuff at your aunt's house there in in Florida and uncovered all these antiquities. And it's gonna be a big deal. And you know, I and I, I don't think it's any accident that you found that. Yeah, I think you no. were led. I think you were led to find that, and so which is really cool. And I, I, you know, I'm a big Ben Shapiro fan. I don't know if you listen to Ben Shapiro or not, but you know, I'm addicted to him, and so I listen to him every day. But his perspective, you know, he's Orthodox, and I, I love his perspective on this. And you know, I think it's really important that 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 we understand why we stand for Israel. And I think it's really important that Israel is our big ally in the Middle East. Otherwise, the wheels would be off the rails, man. You know, and so I think what you're doing is timely. All right, so you're going over there. I think Jen told me December 15th. Is that correct? And we're basically doing boots on the ground, humanitarian efforts. And that's one of my specialties. I've been doing this since, gosh, 30 years now, you know, and all over the world. But we're going there specifically to care for people, feed people, clothe people, encourage people, pray for people. You know, there's been, you know, people don't realize, you know, there's there's still hostages captive in, in Gaza. Know. There's 1,400 plus people that were murdered. You know, yep. there are families that, I mean, whole families, husbands with two children that are that are in Gaza right now. There's 
a nine month old that's in Gaza right now. There's mm-hmm. a, a child that was just born in captivity, newborn in Gaza right now as a hostage. It's crazy. And so, you know, the, the whole, I mean, you can imagine, you know, the trauma that these folks are going through. They still have a good attitude, but they're, they're, they're living this thing minute by no, minute. It's a, it's a nightmare. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of Jewish Americans going over to Israel, which I think is yes. really cool and helping out. And a lot of the churches are doing this. All right. So tell me, so this, I, I saw a little bit of your video on your website and what's the name of your website people can go to? Well, it's robmallon.com. And if they okay. want to go specifically to our Israel arm, it's restorehopeisrael.com. Okay, cool. And so with with this, when you're, how long are you going to be over there? I'm going to be, well, I'm supposed to be there seven days. Every time I go there, it typically I, I end up there longer, but we're probably going to be there a minimum of seven days. And we're going to be feeding Holocaust survivors, making sure they're taken care of. I'll be donating blood uh, as soon as I get there because that's one of the needs they have uh, to donate blood. We're going to be passing out bed rolls for folks that don't even have a bed. You can imagine 300,000 plus reservists showed up. I know. Uh, They they weren't prepared for this, but thank God they have. So we're providing that. There's entire families that have lost everything. For example, you know, if you and I just, someone came and said, you're leaving now. You didn't know where your wallet was. You didn't know. Didn't have a bag. Anything. You just you're out. Yeah. So we're providing stuff, uh, diapers, hygiene items. You know, just some people are just starting over from scratch. Unbelievable. Our big outreach is going to be to the kibbutz, kibbutz kavar. Mm. That's going to be one of the main ones that we're going to be helping fund and also help restore as well. So you know, we've got multiple projects going on. You know, we'll have we even have an outreach where we're providing uh, bulletproof helmets. If you can imagine bulletproof vests for people that are going to be living on these kibbutzes, uh, you know, in, in the future. And so, you know, uh, it's unfortunate that they have to strap up this way, but we're providing a way for them. If something like this, God forbid, should happen in the future, they'll be even more prepared. Yeah. What what I like, I think that's a wonderful that you're, what you're doing. And what I, what I like is, it, is the slogan that's come out as saying never again. And right. that's exactly the way it's got to be. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm into this. I'm a political junkie. I'm, I follow the news. Like, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I probably need help, but you know, I, I think, you know, if it wasn't for Israel, you know, the whole, the whole thing would be unraveled over there with Iran, with Syria and, and the whole mess. And, you know, what, let me ask you this, and I'm going to get a little political here and, and I need your sure. help. Why, why is it that Egypt won't take any Palestinian refugees? Well, this is a very controversial subject, and I could probably get a lot of criticism for making the statement, but since that's the question, I'll answer it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. So the question I would even add to that is why won't any of the surrounding countries? Right, 100%. Why won't any of them? Right. And and, and and I guess I'm I'm looking at it because you know listen I've got no dog in this hunt other than I I'm I'm a believer and I love Jesus and I this is these are his people that this is his country this is we've sure. you know we need Israel we you know and I love the way listen there's twenty thousand people come and go every day from 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 Gaza over to Israel to work you know and right and so I get it I, and I and I don't understand and I I do understand the history. But I know that there's, you know, there's some refugees out there that are trying to escape. And I know that here's the other thing, too, is I'm looking at this. What's going to happen after Hamas is eliminated? Because they will be eliminated. Make no mistake about it. So, you know, and, the, you know, this strip of the, the Gaza Strip is on the ocean. Yes? Yes, it is. I mean, it, it's, you know, it could be developed in something beautiful, could it not? 
Absolutely. You know, I don't, and I don't know what their intentions are overall. I think there's a mm -hmm. lot of bad history there, a lot of bad memory. I, and I mm -hmm. really personally don't feel that Israel, and I could be wrong, this is just my opinion, I really don't feel that Israel ever has had or does have an intention of taking that area back over. I think when they passed yeah. it on, they were like, okay, let's wipe our hands, right. let's move on. Yeah, they, know, they, but, they walked away in 2006, I think, or 2005 and said, you know, we're out. You know, and so, all right. And, and I, I don't, you know, the whole Egyptian thing, I don't know. And I just know that they're not welcome there. Maybe they're worried because they'll be infiltrated with Hamas, which is, is an understandable absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think all the surrounding areas are concerned that they'll be filled with Hamas. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got 3 million people over there. You got to have discernment. And that's a lot of discernment trying to figure that out. And so I think it's great. How many people are going over with you on this thing, Rob? On this initial trip, it's going to be myself. Just okay. Myself. But I'm meeting a group when I when I get there. Guy yes. Lepkowitz, who is our guide, and he's, he's much more than a guide. He's a good friend and right. uh, archaeologist, served on the IDF. Just a really, wow. I, I, he's kind of like a Jewish Indiana Jones type of guy. He's really, really, really cool. <laughs> uh, I'll be working directly with him. He's going to be here actually today, this evening. He'll be doing some church, some churches, and doing some presentations to, to inform people of what's actually taking place over there. To you know, so they can make logical decisions versus just yeah. emotional decisions and spiritual sure. decisions that is so he'll yeah. be he, we'll be doing a lot of work with him okay all right cool all right and then you know i've been telling people this for a long time and i think you know since october 7th it's even more profound i think the mask of satan's being ripped off right now you know and not only and if you look at our universities right now oh my god it's like are you kidding me and you know it's just, and what I also loved is I loved the three hundred thousand Jews that marched in the in the uh, on the in Washington D.C. the other day in a peaceful march. That was beautiful, and I think you know I love that. And now we've got the blue the blue mark to start promoting Israel, which I'm thoroughly doing. So I think there's I think the mask is being ripped off Satan on a worldwide basis. And it, you know before I think it was somewhat somewhat you know, covert. Now I think it's completely overt and we get to see sadly what it's about. And it's probably a good thing so we can eliminate this thing. So I think it's a big deal. All right. I want to, I want to pivot one second, Rob, because I think it's real important. Sure. I, I, I sure. love what you're doing with this book. So tell me about this book that you wrote that's coming out here. And I think that I love the title, Speak Your Way to Greatness, The Life-Changing Power of Positive Self-Talk. I love yes. this. What, what inspired you? What's it about, bro? Well, this is a great book, and I'll, I'll tell you why it's a great book. It's a great book because I wrote it, and I'll tell you why I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I wrote it for me. I, I wrote yeah. it for me, actually, and and, and that's what I what I mean. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be headed here. I, I actually, it. this has been something that has been a part of my life since my children were toddlers, and believe it or not, I stumbled onto Taffy Dollar, Creflo Dollar's wife, mm -hmm. who did these child children affirmations. And I heard these, I'd never heard this before. I'd never heard affirmations at this level before, but I started having my sons repeat these affirmations and we wore this one particular affirmation out so much that I began to create new ones for my sons that were all word-based. So mm -hmm. every morning I took my sons to school. There was one point, it was just two of them. Then, you know, now we have three and I would have them recite uh, affirmations on the Come way on. to school, have them recite affirmations on the way home from school and it became a part of our ritual, it became a part of our routine. And this began to spill out. We, you know, one of my sons had reactive airway disease and we got a hold of the word of God instead of agreeing with the reactive airway disease and what the doctor had said, you know, the, the Lord really impressed upon my heart to agree with what he said, by his stripes, 
Zachary is healed. Amen. I quit talking about his reactive airway disease and I started decreeing by his stripes. He's healed. I quit saying, God, put it on me instead of him and saying all the stupid stuff that I, you know, just bad training. Mm-hmm. I, I realized, you know, I, there's life and death in the power of my tongue. Yes. Mark 11, 23 and 24 says that I get whatever I say, that I can speak to mountains and those mountains move. And I, and I right. realizing there is a direct connection between my mind and my mouth, the way I think and what I say. And if you want to know where your faith temperature is, listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. If you That's want to good. see if you're in fear, listen to the words that come out of your mouth. If you want to see if you're if you're if you're walking in confidence, listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Our mouths will tell on us every single time. We either have faith in our mouths or fear in our mouths. And I've I've not mastered this by any way, shape, or form. I'm not claiming that. Believe me when I tell you. But I'll tell you what, the, the thing that's so great about an affirmation is every time you 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 repeat an affirmation, you know, uh, repetition is the mother of mastery. Every time mm-hmm. you speak a word positively of yourself, even if you don't change right then, even if you don't see the manifestation right now, over time, you know, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, do not be deceived. Mm-hmm. God is not Whatever man sows, that's, that's what he's going to reap. If I keep sowing Good. faith in my heart and mind, guess what? I'm going to grow a faith crop eventually. That's if right. If I keep sowing seeds of health and healing and confidence, and I've got a bright future and I'm speaking life to my life, like the Bible says in John mm-hmm. 10, 10, he just can't give us life and life in abundance, right? Amen. I've got to get my mouth and mind in alignment with what God says about me. I've got to get an agreement. And so one of the reasons I wrote this book is to help people get their minds and mouths in agreement with God. And I did write this. I just want to say this. I did write this in a way where business people could pick this up, mm-hmm. uh, where an unsafe person can re- uh, pick this up. Uh, it's full of scripture, but I wrote it in a very, I would say anywhere you open this book, you're going to be able to find something and apply it. You know, what was very important mm-hmm. to me is, is, is people could read this book and apply something chapter one. They yeah. can apply something in chapter two. So they you can, can take what you get takeaways right away. Yeah. I like right that. Away. Yeah. Right away. So, you know, when we start using affirmations, we disrupt thinking patterns. When we start Amen. using affirmations, we, dis- we disrupt negative self-talk. And so, you know, for me, it, you know, speaking your way to greatness, any, anything you want to be great at, you know, financially, spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, in your relationships, your family, your wife, your husband, whatever, whatever, whatever you're trying to, to, to achieve greatness and you're going to have to speak your way to get there. I mean, so good. It's so good. You, you know, my, you, you know, Chris Valentin, Chris Valentin, he always talks about the algorithm of God, right? There's an algorithm always going on there. And all you have to do is tap into it, you know, and the secular people tap into it. So, and they don't know it, but they're tapping into it. And, you know, that's where, you know, the wealth is created or relationships are created, but you're hundred percent right. And I think, you know, the more positive, you you know, it's, it's you know, what comes in goes out, right? So you got to have these positive affirmations. I coach on this all the time. Now, one of the things I think that's really good, cool about you, and I want you to share this, and, and I'm going to let you brag because I want you to, I and I want to brag for you, but you've coached and worked with some famous people, have you not? Yes, I have. I, I've been fortunate to do that. It's actually looking back just from my track record of where, you know, I've evolved from, you know, it really is astonishing. I even talk about it here in the book where there's, you know, my journey to greatness. And I, I share some of the stories of the guys that I've worked with, their personal stories, how, they, how they've used affirmations. Mm-hmm. You know, in the book, I actually talk about, you know, as a 13 year old, uh, 1984, dressed out in full gear, Michael Jackson, on my way to go see the Jacksons as a 13 year old, you know, 
seeing the concert, seeing Michael up there, you know, as a young boy, I said to myself, I will meet Michael Jackson one day. And I, when I said that, I believed that I 100% believed that I was going to meet him as a young boy, you know, childlike faith. Right. But then as, as time progressed, you know, I still was a big Michael Jackson fan. I always thought it'd be great to meet him, but I never thought it would happen the way it happened, you know? And I, I, I look back at to, where did this meeting start? The meeting started in my mind. The meeting started with my yeah, mouth. I, I confessed to my mouth. I thought this in my mind. Yeah. My great friend, Daryl Strawberry, he also- another famous guy. Yeah. Another famous guy. He was with yeah. me. We both got to uh, meet him together. And the reason I bring his name up is he tells me a story where he, as a young person in Watts, California, Compton, California, mm-hmm. had just taken a real beating from his dad. Yeah. And he went in his room and he shut his door and he took a crayon out and he wrote on the back of his door, I will play in the MLB. Wow. So he 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 had he had the information, he had a vision. And as a young boy, he he writes the affirmation down and he says, I will play in the MLB. And and Joe Strawberry was if he would not have fallen off from the drugs, he probably would have been one of the greatest hitters. Mm-hmm. He was on track to be yeah. of all time. You know, it's amazing. And yeah. he'll tell you today his greatest affirmation. And I'll tell you today, my greatest affirmation and confession was the day that we said, Jesus is Lord and made him. Come Lord on. Him, right. And, and so there's something about, you know, speaking life, speaking words. And when you have childlike faith attached to it, miracles happen. Manifestation. Yeah. That's what Jesus I, I, teaches, right? A hundred percent. I I love that story, and I love I, I love that you've coached those people in this process. And one of the things I think is really cool too is you know G, you know God spoke this world into existence, right? Yeah. He, he uses he made us in His own image, yeah. And so He also gave us this power of imagination. I think that's one of our superpowers that we don't use. And that's what you did at that concert. You imagined meeting Michael Jackson, and so you already had it. And so your your subconscious doesn't you know, your, your imagination doesn't delineate from your subconscious to your conscience. It just right. does it. And so when you say these things over, and I'm sure you've done this, it, it puts it, you're on a track to get there. And the more you say it, the faster the track. And so I think that's really profound. So this book's coming out. Where, where, do, where can, can when they pre-order the book or where, where's the book going to be at? Well, it's going to be on Amazon, Barnes okay. and Noble, Google, Apple books. It's also going to be released in an ebook form and also an audiobook book form. And so we are in high gear right now, wrapping up this project and ask, actually putting some final touches on. This is my, my pre-launch book and that we found a few things that we needed to wrap up. And so it'll be launched December 1st. We're, we're super, super excited about that. Yeah, that's just right around the corner. So it's called Speak Your Way to Greatness. I love that. I, I think it's really important. I think, you know, there's so many, you know, as you know, Rob, there's so many times people fall uh, to victimization, right? And they get into the blame game. And, you know, I've, I've always said that, you know, every time you start blaming or, you know, you you make yourself small, right? And so, you know, you've got to have these positive affirmations. And so I, I'm really impressed with that. I can't wait to read this book. I think it's going to be outstanding. And it's and it's good timing as well. So if you're interested, go to, go to Amazon and order this book, Speak Your, Your, Your Way to Greatness by Rob Mallon. And so, Rob, all right, so 
You've got an interesting background and you guys have been, you know, big time out there in Florida. What would you say the the key to your, you know, your, your coming out of that, that dark, dark place in your life and coming into this, being a great father and a grandparent and a great husband and very successful? What was the key factor? When did you find Jesus and when did Jesus pull you out of that mire? Well, you know, I had multiple encounters with Jesus and just, and just didn't know how to connect the dots, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a young person. And my background, very difficult, like many, tragic, traumatic, like many, a lot of abuse in the home, physical abuse, verbal abuse, mm-hmm. alcohol abuse with a stepfather, a lot of just neglect, uh, not, not even showing any type of care, pretty much being on my own for long, long periods of time for years. Uh, just led me to a place of, you know, isolation, even though I was, I, I think, a pretty good person overall. I just started making bad decisions because of my isolation. And, you know, at 19 years old, I, I find myself arrested, handcuffed behind my back, sitting in a car. And boy, I'll tell you what, all of a sudden I could hear God clearly. I couldn't hear him clearly before that. All of a sudden, I was yeah. oh God, I can hear you now. I can hear you now, man. Hey, so, man. <laughs> as, as a 19 year old, you know, just thinking I'd hit rock bottom, mm. you know, when I hit that rock bottom, there was relief. Somehow when wow. those hands were on, there was a relief that this roller coaster is over. I, wow. I couldn't really articulate it at that time, but looking back in retrospect, I mean, it, it's like, I realized, okay, God put a stop to this. And, and mm. the funny thing is 24 hours before this in front of a day's end, I was high as a kite. I was mad at God. I got out of my car and I'm shaking my fist at God. God, I hate you. I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you did all stuff. To me. I mean, I'm just cussing God. Wow. Wow. You know, God, thank God for his grace and mercy. I, I'm, I'm, but it was all, all coming from a place. Well, of, well, you weren't the first one to do that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But it, was, but it was really coming from a place of hurt. It, you know, yeah. just ignorance. You know, I wasn't yeah. like it. And, and I said, you know, if you're real, you better show me, you better show me in the next 40 hours. You better show me God, if you're real, because I'm going to take my life. If you don't like, like that's some real big threat to God. I'm going to take my life. <laughs> like literally 48 hours later, you know, here Come I am on. in Tallahassee, supposed to be going to a, an event with Jen at the time, who was my girlfriend. And I get taken to county jail. Wow. And while I'm in county jail, this jailhouse preacher walks in with a flashlight. And he said, Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And then he walks out. And I'm like, wait Come a minute. On. He's, he's the light of the world. Now what? What, else? Now, what? Now what? You know? So there's a Bible in my room, room in my pod, so to speak, my jail cell. And I love it. I open to Genesis, King James. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this. There's they, thou, though, though. I, I, I don't know what's going on. So I closed it, put the book down. I get transferred back to Orient Road here in Tampa, Florida. And Jen is at her grandmother's. I'm in jail. I have a supernatural encounter with a chaplain who walks in the door, a little black African-American chaplain, salt and pepper hair is probably in his late 60s. He waves at me to come to him. I'm looking like this. And it's me. Yeah. So I come over to him. He says, young man, sit down. He opens the Bible to Hebrews. He says, do not despise the correction of the Lord. The Lord corrects the ones he loves. And the reason you're here right now, young man, is God's correcting wow. your he's, Come he's on, Jesus. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm just, I mean, here's what coming out my I don't even know. Who is this guy? How does he even know this stuff? And he said, you know, you were going to take your life, but God said, I'm going to save your life. I love it. You said what? You were going to take your life and God's going to save your life. 
And he, and he starts prophesying all the stuff to me. I had no idea what he was even saying for the most part. But all I knew is after I said Jesus is Lord and, and, and repented of my sins, my life was different. I mean, oh, I was still, yeah. I still had that blue outfit they gave me, but so I knew something mm -hmm. in my, that, that trigger pin was pulled out and, and something exploded on the inside of me. It was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Man. Jen, collect the next day. And I said to her, I got to tell you something. She's not got to tell you something. I said, no, I got to tell you something. She goes, hush, I got to tell you something. I said, Jen, I said, I got to <laughs> tell you something. I got to tell you something. She goes, I just got saved. She said, she did what? I said, I just got saved. She gets well, so did I. So no while, way. No, I, I'm without us even communicating. So while I'm in jail, I'm getting saved. While she's at home watching the 700 Club. Come on. Walsh. That's right. I remember her telling me yeah. about that. Yes. The wall says, Jennifer, come home. We've yes. Thank you. Jennifer, come home. The come party on. can't start. And hey, do we, do we not worship a huge God or what? Crazy. Crazy. So here we are both saved. And, you know, without even talking about it, and, you know, that that's, this is this where the, the, this whole thing turned around. And, you know, looking back in retrospect, my greatest affirmation, my greatest confession, where it all started was when I got my mind, got some new information in my mind and some new information came out of my mouth and my life transformed. Man, that's so awesome. Now, is that, is any of that in the book? Some of it is in the book. Okay. I, right. I will say this. I, I am going to be doing some uh, a master class on this because since I've been doing this, the Bible yeah. has just exploded. Like the woman with the issue of blood, Gideon, yeah. you know, all these different stories about, you know, you see it right there where, you know, yeah. they, he said to herself, yeah, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will, right. she said, I will be made whole. And then That's Jesus right. says, guess what, girl? It was your faith. It wasn't my faith that healed right. you. It wasn't my anointing that healed you. It was That's your right. faith. That pulled that anointing. And I really believe that when we speak the right things, come on, mm -hmm. right things show up. If we speak left things, guess what? Our life's going to keep going left. You know, we, you, and, and here's something I'm learning too. You cannot outrun an unrenewed mind. You Good. can run all along until you get your mind renewed and get your mouth transformed. Come on, somebody. You're going to, you're going to keep saying the same old stuff and you're going to keep seeing the same old stuff you've been saying. Uh, Rob, I think that's really profound. Now, look, I, I've got a lot of listeners out there. All across the planet, thank you, Jesus. I got them in, you know, from Pakistan to, you know, to to Indonesia to Bangladesh to, you know, awesome. Dallas to New York City to Los Angeles. So there's somebody listening right now that needs to hear this, and I and I know this because we worship a huge God. All right, so let's say there's somebody out there that's struggling, maybe financially, maybe in a relationship, maybe with drugs. What would you tell them? What would the affirmation be that you would you would you would like to share with them, Rob? Well, one of the things I teach in this book is that you want to reframe your speech. Mm. Yeah, you want to reframe your speaking. So for example, this is an easy one to catch. You know, you hear people say stuff like that. Man, that scared me to death. Man, that scared me to death. I almost had a heart attack. And, and when you think about that, I mean, you know, I know what we mean when we say that. I know no one really mm. wants to have a heart attack, but I mean, mm. think about what you're saying to yourself. Man, that, that scared the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to scare the heck out of yourself? Why do you want to scare the hell out of yourself? Why do you want, I mean, think about it. My feet are killing me. Why are you saying your feet are killing? Your feet aren't, if your feet were killing you, you'd be half dead. Your feet are not killing you. Your feet are sore. So we've got to find better language. You know, we've got to find, you know, every occupation has language. If you're, if you're a, a mechanical if you're, if you, if you work on vehicles, there, there's motor language, right? If you work on computers, there's computer language. You know, if you, if you play baseball, there's baseball language. If you, if you're a believer, guess what? There's kingdom language. There, there's faith language that if you get it in your head and get it in your mouth and you release it, things begin to change. And so 
you know, instead of saying things like my feet are killing me, it's better to say my feet need rest. Instead of saying things like, you know, I'm sick and tired of this, which I've, you know, it's so easy to say these things. I'm sick and are you really sick and tired? I mean, do Mm. do I want to be more sick, more tired? I'm actually, if I'm a growth mindset person, I'm trying to get away from being sick. I'm trying to get away from being tired, right? I'm trying to get my time and my energy and my activity balanced, right? So if I keep making this confession, I'm sick and I'm sick and tired of this. Well, guess what? More sickness is going to show up. That's right. More tiredness is going to show up. I'm, I'm comp. My subconscious mind does not have a sense of humor. If it hears something more than seven times again and again and again, it it accepts Mm -hmm. the truth, whether it's a a truth or not. So what I've got to do is instead of saying I'm sick and tired, you, you can say something like this: I'm patiently waiting for the new to show up in my life. Good. I'm patiently waiting for the new to show up in my life, right? Finding ways to reframe your negative speech. And see, the thing is, people got to find out and they've got to identify they have some negative speech going on. That's That was the thing that really caught me. And I, I think that the cool thing about a book like this and not just this book, but books like this, you know, when you remind yourself again and again and again mm-hmm. of something positive, you know, you're, you're, you're interrupting those negative thinking patterns, you know, where, where you, you totally. have an opportunity to take thoughts captive, you know, and bring them in, into obedience of Christ. You know, you're either spinning in your head or you're winning in your head, you know, and, yeah. and one of the things affirmations do, it, it doesn't solve it overnight, but one of the things that affirmations do is they keep you winning in your head instead yeah. of spinning in your head, right? Because you're yeah. feeding your faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Fear right. comes by hearing. Uh, right. Rejection comes by hearing. Doubt comes by hearing, right? So uh, whatever, whatever, wherever I want to grow, my speech needs to go in that direction. Because the thing is, where my thoughts and my words go, my life follows. Rob, that's so good. And I, you know, one of the things that uh, we teach our children, and, and I, I, I talk a lot. You know, a lot of times we'll say things like, "I have to do this," and I always say that you say, "I get to do this." Hundred percent. I'm a believer that. And it's just it's simple. It's really simple. We make it complex, and I think. I like that. And so if somebody's out there struggling with finances or with with drugs or whatever it is or promiscuity, you know, you can say things like I'm a pure hearted, loving person and right. and just start saying I am. I, you know, I deserve to be prosperous. I have great worth just being myself. These are yeah. positive things that we can say. Sure. And I think that's what I love about your book. I think it's going to you know, we need that. I mean, if you look at the news and I'm a news junkie. OK, but it's negative. Right. They don't, there's very few things. Even on Fox, they still print negative things. Right. And if you go to the Internet, oh, my God, it's, you know, game over. Right. There's like people, you know, there's crazy stuff out there. So you really have to you have to protect what you're going to see and what you're going to say and how you're sure. going to show up in life. So when it comes to news, I like to say, be informed. Don't be transformed. When ah, it comes to news, good. Be informed, not transformed by the news. Amen. I love that. I love that. All right. So December 15th, you're going to Israel. You flying into Tel Aviv. Okay. Yes, and so you're going to be there for a week, probably two weeks. Right? Probably two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And so we need to we need to help fund this thing. So listeners, I know you're you want to give to Israel. This is a way to give to Israel. And so is there a, can they give on that restore the, the restore, restore website? Storehopeisrael.com and it, there'll okay. be information about what we're doing. And we're also going to be giving lots of updates uh, okay. following about what's going All to right. be happening. And 100 percent of what's given goes directly to the mission. 
Awesome. That's so good. That's awesome. And man, we're so glad that you're going. We need more people doing this. And Rob, I love your heart. And and this movie that you're going to come from Finding the Antiquities, what, have you decided on what kind of name the movie is going to be? Or have you gone that far? Yeah, the, you know, the movie, what's kind of interesting about this, the, 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 the original manuscript is called The Long March Home. And we found there's other titles that are similar, but because they've expanded the story now, they, they're actually taking it from just a war story to actually my grandparents' love story and the war story together, I love which it. is fantastic. So the name is still, there's potential for there, there to be a name change, but, it, but it'll be based on a true story of, you know, The Long March Home by Jack Mallon and Lloyd Mallon, and now Rob Mallon, who gets to finish the book, which is just, man, I tell you, it's just even saying that just gives me the chills. And Come gets on, me bro. That, you know? You know, my grandmother, my grandfather, you know, before he passed away, you know, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I showed up on his deathbed. I literally showed up on his deathbed, man. Wow. And I, I just I just get emotional just thinking about it even now. And, you know, I had not seen him in quite some time because there's a, a divorce and it wasn't because of them. It's just because, you know, when families get split, stuff happens, sure. you know, move and just, you know, things. It wasn't their intention or my intention. But he was riddled with cancer. And I just remember him sitting up in the bed. He just like, like Jacob sat up in the bed is what the scripture comes on mind. And he looks at my grandmother and said, surely I told you Bobby would come home. That's, that's what they called me, Bobby. I told you he'd come home. And before my grandmother died, she pretty much passed the baton to me and said, Bobby, I want you to take this book home. I want you to take this movie home. You know, she was actually, she would have been the Ginger Rogers. She was dance partner with Gene Kelly originally in wow. Pittsburgh, and because she has a Jewish background and her parents were very strict, they would not let her to move to New York as a 16-year-old girl. I'm, I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> right. Kelly, but, you know, she was postured to, to be in Pal Joey. And, you know, her dream of being a star was a little bit crushed because of her Jewish background. And not so much she's a Jewish, just because her parents are a little more strict, a little more strict Orthodox. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now, uh, even though she's passed on now, she lived to be 98 Wow. A year and a half ago, we are a year and a half from that time now. We are, I have the books now in front of 25 publishing houses. And then we are also in front of multiple producers and directors in Hollywood right now to pitch for the movie. So our, our goal with this oh, movie cool. uh, is to really impact people, you know, to, you know, spread a very positive message and to keep the, you know, just like what they're saying now, never again, you know, my right. for it, and, and, and now I, I can't necessarily go fight in the war physically, but I can fight in this war spiritually and, and using my voice and using this movie and book uh, positively to impact people. I think it's beautiful. And uh, by the way, you look, you, you look like a second amendment guy. You got the right to bear arms. So you've been, hey, you know, that's right, man. <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, I know some people aren't, can't see this, but uh, my man, Rob is fit. Uh, that's awesome, man. That's really good. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to have you on the next level podcast. Cause you are next level. I love this whole story. I love that you found these antiquities. I love that you're carrying on your legacy for your family, for the Jewish people in your family. And for, for, you know, you've got Jewish blood in your veins and that's, that's really a big deal. And that you're going over there and, and to helping these people out is just incredible. And so listeners, let's support Rob in there financially, prayerfully and get this book. Speak your way to greatness. Speak your way to greatness. Yes, I love it. It's good. It's good cover too, man. It's really good. Yeah, how, how long did it take that. you to write it? You know, actually, when this was a God book, believe it or not, I had the majority of this book done in about a week. 
wow. it, was, it just it was a download. It was a download. And then, you know, we had to edit it and it took some time, but it just yeah. it hit me. I was at a meeting with Tim Story and, and a good friend of mine in, in California. And we were talking at lunch and I, we we dialed in on the I had multiple titles. We dialed in on this title and I went back to my room. And it just it just hit me. So it's exciting. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I, lo- I love the title. You got a podcast called Rob Mallon Talk That Transforms. And yes, uh, I love that. So we can find you on all the places out there for Rob Mallon's podcast. Listen, one thing I love about the kingdom world is, is we got to share our platforms. Yeah. And yeah. support each other and support each other, not only financially, but spiritually and uh, and promoting. You know, I think it's really important to be a promoter and exhorter in his kingdom. And if you've got a platform, share it. You know, I mean, I think that's really that's how that's how I think we get the word out. You know, you know, Jesus, Jesus said, you're going to do the things I can do and greater. And, you know, Jesus didn't have Google or podcast or Zoom. So we do. And so we That's get and, you know, and one could put a thousand flight, two could put ten thousand man. And there's yep. there is power and agreement. So I'm I'm with you on that. You know, we're not here to compete with each other. That's we're right. Really here to complete each other. We all have a gift to to give and to share. And you know, uh, we we all have a, we all have a place in the body of Christ to do something do something significant and do something great. Hundred percent. I always say that. Listen, jump in. The water's deep, baby. And so. There's a lot of room out here. So, all right. So I always ask all my, my guests on the Next Level Podcast two questions at the end. And if you have ready answers, if not, you can let us know later. Number one, what scripture are you sitting on right now and why? And number two, what is the most current book you're reading that you didn't write? Right now, the scripture that I am standing on is Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think according to his power that works in you. That's 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 next level thinking, right? Yeah, it is. He's able to do exceedingly. That's one level. He's able to do abundantly. That's another level. Exceedingly abundantly above. Yeah. That's another level. 100%. Above all that I can ask or think. And right now with two books that are about to go out with some new coaching things that are happening, with some things that are personal to me, whether they're going with my, my my family that I'm believing for, some significant things with my sons, uh, I believe that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. And that's my affirmation. That's my Sweet. confirmation. And that's what I speak in all these situations. God, you're able to do. I, I know what I'm able to do, but you're able to do exceedingly right. abundantly above what I can do. And, and what, I'm thinking big, so I know you're going you're, you're, you're to do bigger. It's good. All right. That's and what, and what, what books have you read lately that you haven't written? Well, I'll tell you, one of my books that kind of caught me by surprise was a book called How to Outwit the Devil. Oh, interesting. Was, I like the title. Yeah, it was. it's amazing how to outwit the devil. You might be familiar with the other book that this gentleman, Napoleon Hill, wrote think and grow rich yeah let me tell you something about this book very quickly a lot of people know him for think and grow rich what they didn't Mm -hmm. know him for was this particular manuscript that was written Mm -hmm. the same time error but his wife was afraid of publishing this book because of the backlash that they would get wow when you read this book it was divine that i caught this book i make a long story short i was in orange county california and i purchased both books. I, I purchased Think and Grow Rich because there was some some additions that had been mm-hmm. made to that particular version that I, I, I wanted to read. And I lost the book. 
And I, I so I found the book again, and then I lost the book again. I wasn't supposed to read that book again. I was supposed to read this out with the devil. It was on that even on my. I was saying I'll read this book later. I read it and I thought this is the book I was supposed to read. And it, I, if you read this book, it, it addresses the, the educational system right now. It addresses. Yeah. It sounds like this man is writing today, like mm-hmm. right now. It's so prophetic, not pathetic. So didn't prophetic. he write? Didn't he write that back in the forties? Back in the fort. Back in the forties. I mean, yeah. you would think he wrote it just now yeah. for, for for a time. And that book, I'm telling you, is was written for a time such as this. And it's not just Amazing. about the per se. It's about the tools that the mm-hmm. enemy uses to keep us from stepping into the greatness that God has for us. It's really, That's really awesome. And, and it's how to outwit the devil. How to outwit the devil by Napoleon Hill. I love it. I love Most it. Most people I've run into, they say, oh, I've heard Think Grow Rich. Oh, great book. They've mm-hmm. never heard this book. And, and I'll tell yeah. you what, this book to me is twice as powerful. All right. There you got it. You got you got a good tip there on a new book if you haven't read it yet. So how to outwit the devil by Napoleon, right? Well, yes, sir. Yeah. So, yes. Rob, it's been a pleasure, man. I'm so glad to finally meet you. I'm so glad to have you on Next Level Podcast. We'll be praying for you on your way to Israel, bro. Bless those people. And uh, yeah, and you and Jen, tell me how you've got how many boys? We have five boys. We, my wife says it like this. She has two birth from her heart. Those were our two sons that we adopted when they were nine and 10. I think they're 34, 36 now. Wow. I know. And then we have five, let's see. Between them, we have three grandsons, and then I have three sons birthed from my wife's womb. So we have five sons total, wow. and I have five grandsons total, all boys. Come on, so, man. And we've had, we, I don't know if she told you this. We've had as many as 15 foster sons. Wow. So it's Listen, like, you, you and Jen are a powerhouse. You guys are you guys are a super couple and uh, super power in his kingdom. And I'm grateful for you. We're grateful for Come Home with Jen, her TV show. Sure. And now we got Rob Mallon, Talk That Transforms podcast. Go check it out. Check out his book. And uh, let's pray for him. Let's send him some money on this trip to Israel. And uh, Godspeed, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.